we managed to reduce our LP size by several hundred thousand dollars, but still improve um, capital efficiency, um, slippage, and, and you know, lower fees for, for swappers. So all that capital we pulled out is now um, in yielding deployments across uh, across Arbitrum. So we're delighted with uh, with that move, and you know, so happy in fact that we uh, soon, you know, simultaneous to that announcement, also announced that we're launching a new product, um, uh, really a platform, you know, of, of multiple products. What we're what we are building now, um, with help from um, from Stephen T in particular, who's leading this project, is a um, a platform for migrating liquidity f- across Arbitrum from you know various DEXs to Uniswap v3, um, where we think that you know we're going to have a a much you know better utilization of the scarce um, trading liquidity on Arbitrum. Smaller projects will be more liquid, more tradable, easier to move in and out of, and Umami is you know going to be leading that initiative and you know is going to be at the center um of the ecosystem building and managing a lot of those lps which we think is going to generate a lot of yield for holders um and you know on on the topic of yield our marinate v2 product um finished ahead of schedule um ox toki and the dev team um have really um been working hard and have a fantastic thoroughly tested product um, that they are going to go live with on on um, Sunday this weekend. That's uh, that's our launch date. So you will be re- um, able to start marinating your, um- your umami. Um, if you have any umami right now, just hold on to it. And we will be adjusting the user interface on the umami app to allow for people to um, take their umami, stake it, and immediately begin accumulating dividends in wrapped ETH, um, you know, paid out once per month into your wallet. Um, and, you know, right now it's truly a, it is a genuine arbitrage. Umami is trading at about half of its treasury value per Umami. The yield on the treasury is around 50% right now. Um, so you can do the math yourself. And then, you know, we're the, the potential returns on, you know, marinated umami right now are looking to be about 100% APR in wrapped ETH. So, you know, it's a get in, get in while you can because we we do expect that's going to generate some buy pressure on umami. Um, the other things that we want to highlight um, quickly before handing it off to some members of the community, we had a pretty two pretty exciting announcements today and yesterday. Um, so. First, we announced a partnership with Layer 2 DAO. Some of you guys probably were listening in to our community call with them um, just uh, just yesterday afternoon. Um, really cool team. We enjoyed working with them. And they are our first um, partner project to utilize the Uniswap D3 platform that I was describing just uh, just earlier in this call. So you know, it was a really exciting deal for both um, projects. We managed to leverage about 10 ETH in our treasury um, to strike a deal where Layer 2 DAO felt that we were adding so much value. They were willing to give us um, about 1% of their total supply of tokens um, in exchange. They have a cap supply, uh, so we're now significant holders in them. Um, we're using that to build the LP. We're going to be getting 400% approximately um, APY, 250 to 400 um, we just have to see how the numbers play out um, in practice, but it's going to be you know three figures plus APY from the start, and you know immediately generating yield for holders. So very excited by that. We think it proves the concept that we had with uh, the Uniswap V3 product. Um, the other thing that I do want to touch on, and I'm sure there'll be questions on later, is that you know you guys might have seen that we announced earlier today that. Um, Umami and Arby's are going to be, you know, collaborating much more closely going forward um, and really functionally um, behaving as one project, which of course makes sense because I think most members of our community know that Arby's and Umami were built by the same team, managed by the same team. Um, so, you know, we just wanted to kind of formalize the fact that they really are one and the same, but after reviewing the tokenomics pretty carefully, we concluded that neither holder group would really went out from a, a token 
merger. It would be a big uh, distraction for both projects, particularly Umami, at a time where we have so much positive momentum going on. And the last thing we need to do is be kind of getting too bogged down negotiating exchange ratios between two tokens that have a lot of bullish momentum on their own. Um, so, you know, instead of merging the tokens, we are going to maintain separate tokens, but we see a lot of upside, you know, for both, um, particularly actually Arby's, because we're reviving the auto compounders. We've already um, deployed a new Arby's auto compounder in tandem with the Layer 2 DAO deal um, that we announced yesterday. So, you know, you can now use the auto compounder to get, you know, 400% plus APY, um, actually, I think APR compounded. Um, on the sushi lp so you know check that out and there will be many more being rolled out all of those are going to generate fee revenue for staked arby's um so it's going to be a very bullish growth period for the arby's project um and very good for umami too because those compounders um historically they paid a fee to the arby's treasury since they are both in fact the same project that fee is really going you know to the umami treasury and will be part of the stream of revenues that get paid out to marinators so more auto compounders good for stakers of arby's good for holders you know marinators of umami um so that pretty much covers you know the immediate high level updates um and what i want to do now is pass um, the mic to mr winston wolf um he is a uh, Really, really great fellow and someone who I have known for you know quite some time now. He's um, has a lot of experience, you know, helping scale um, small but you know, promising new projects. Um, and Umami is still effectively a startup. Um, he is making a large investment in Umami himself and will be advising us um, on growth strategy. And with that, I will let him take it from there. Please. Uh, Introduce yourself and, and hit some of the high points of, uh, of why you're excited about Umami and what you'll be doing with the team. Cool. Thanks so much, DeFi. Um, hey, everyone. So uh, I'm super pumped here. Um, I first joined as a community member back in the, the Z2O days um, and then subsequently um, gritted through my teeth as the price dropped <laughs> like 80%, 90%, something like that. Um, but the reason that I've been in the community for the past few months, even still is because, um, I mean, I've been in other communities. I haven't been in them all, but I think that this community has some really, really, uh, smart fucking people. Um, and also just like really good, highly integrous people. Um, I've had a chance to talk with to DeFi, to Carney, to Nick, I think you just have some like really good, transparent people and you pair that with big brains um, and a lot of ambition. And I think there's a ton of opportunity uh, for the project. Um, most of my background is, is in growth. So um, growth marketing product um, operations at startups and, uh, and then also uh, working with founders, advising them, um, trying to be helpful to them, you know, uh, initiate par partnerships, that kind of thing. Um, when it comes to Umami, some of the things that I'm most excited about are really on the community front and figuring out ways for us to engage the community, but also um, kind of architect a system by which we can make the most of the community and make it easy for all of you to participate in the ways that you want. And so uh, DeFi gave the example of um, Stephen and the uh, LP initiative, and I think that's a great example because that came from Stephen. And you know, to DeFi's credit, we were—he was very able to very swiftly, um, you know, make that happen from the Umami front. And I think that a big way for this project to be successful is to create the parameters where, you know, as all of you have ideas. Um, you know, you can share them with the project and we can put some of our uh, capital resources behind it, technological infrastructure behind it, um, and, you know, really give it the momentum it, it needs to get off the ground. And then 
you know, you get some of the upside, we get some of the upside. Uh, it's really win-win. So a lot of really cool things happening um, in the community, on the team, things that we're building. Uh, and then finally, I would say that um, one thing I've noticed about a lot of projects in the space is that they do a great job building the product, um, but sometimes the actual go-to-market plan is left as like an afterthought or it's just kind of like, you know, well, let's just say some stuff on Twitter. And I get really excited about treating marketing as like a product that's built that has some growth mechanics in it so that it can scale um, really far on Twitter um, without us putting additional effort to it. So uh, I'm super pumped. We have some exciting things happening with the, the bond launch and uh, I can't wait to uh, to work with all of you and, and see how far we can take this. I'm happy to answer any questions either now or, or separately. You know, my DMs are open. Thanks, Winston. Really, really appreciate that overview. And um, you know, it goes without saying that we're really excited to have you aboard. And I think that the, the perspective that you're bringing you know, in, in a lot of areas, but particularly with this concept of uh, you know, marketing as a product is going to be you know, very, uh, very value added to the community. So we're, we're very excited. Um, I wanted to give you know, a few uh, community members a chance just to introduce themselves and then talk with you guys a little bit more. And then we'll open it up for questions. Um, on you know, any of the things we've discussed today. Um, I see the Carnation is is with us, so I do want to introduce um, Carney, if Carney's able to speak. I'm not sure if uh, Carney's near a microphone um, right now, but uh, let me let me see if there is a possibility to invite. Okay. Um, well, that's all right. And I know that um, Stephen T. There, there he is. I, I knew he was in the mix. Okay. Um, perfect. Hey, Stephen. So, would really. Uh, I didn't see that you were you were already uh, with us, and I'm very pleased with that because actually Stephen was, you know, I think the uh, one person I really wanted you guys to you know also have a chance to hear from. He is leading this Uniswap v3 platform already. The uh, it was it's been already the foundation of our partnership with L2 DAO, announced yesterday, and um, he's migrated for LP to Uniswap and unlocked hundreds of thousands of dollars of additional capital. For our treasuries. So, with that, um, Stephen, join us and uh, share share what you're doing. Yeah. Hey guys, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. Awesome. Good deal. Yeah. So, uh, I just wanted to go over um, just kind of the basics of uh, Uniswap v3 and just kind of compare it to um, the old version of automated uh, market makers like the uh, Sushi Swap. So. Um, to kind of give you uh, a grasp of why this uh, why this is going to be so efficient for us. So um, just to start off and make it simple, um, most people understand how um, regular automated market makers work, like SushiSwap um, and Uniswap version 2. So I'm just going to use a quick example. So if you have one Ethereum, and um, that's worth about $2,700 right now, and you have... Just uh, the, on the opposite side, you have $2,700 in USD. Um, if you wanted to add liquidity to a market, you need an equal amount of each token. So um, to put your Ethereum to work, you need $2,700 and you need one Ethereum. So um, using that example, if you are a new project and you want to you know, uh, offer your, your, your uh, token to, a, uh, uh, to the community, um, you're left with a position where um, in order to um, offer liquidity to the community, you need a significant amount of capital. So, um, for example, if a, uh, if a uh, project has a million tokens, uh, the million tokens are worth $1. And uh, let's just assume they only have uh, $10,000 worth of liquidity to um, add to the um, 
cool. And if you look at layer two DAO, they were in a similar situation where uh, they basically had to bootstrap their liquidity. So they started with about $10,000 uh, uh, to begin with. So when you're in this position where you don't have the liquidity, um, what ends up happening is um, it, there's not enough tokens for the community to come and purchase um, you know, the amount that they want. Um, if you look at the price of layer two DAO, it's gone up about 50% in the last um, couple of days here. And that's off just off of um, a few thousand dollars of buying. So, um, so far they've been able to triple their liquidity, but it's just a simple example of, you know, if a, if a company has um, a million tokens and they're only able to um, put $10,000 with the liquidity, that's about um, 10,000 tokens. So they're only able to put 1% of their tokens up for sale. So this is the solution that uh, Uniswap version three offers. And if you're not familiar with version three, um, essentially you're able to choose what price ranges you are um, providing liquidity for. So when you're able to do that, you're able to um, basically, you, you can do all one-sided um, one sided uh, liquidity providing. So, for example, if the price is at a um, dollar, um, you can offer um, as many tokens as you like in a certain price range. So, um, you can really uh, customize, and um, in, in really uh, another way that it's much more capital efficient too is um, with, with a regular liquidity pool, um, your uh, Ethereum or your liquidity is basically just waiting for the price to drop to certain numbers. And um, for example, if the price of uh, Umami is at $10 and the backing price is $15, um, effectively we have all this liquidity sitting waiting for if the price comes down to $5 or, or $1 or whatever it may be, it's sitting there not doing anything. So what we are able to do is um, change where the liquidity is being provided. So, for example, now we have instead of from um, having Ethereum ready to buy between one dollar to ten dollars, we just change it from five dollars to ten dollars, and we're able to take that um, fifty percent more capital and then deploy that capital elsewhere to gain uh, 20, 30, 40, 50 percent on that capital. So um, that's just um, just an, an example of of using the uh, the V three. Uh, to our advantage, um, there's a few other things as well um, I could definitely go into, um, but it's really just having the concept of uh, understanding that you can provide one-sided um, liquidity with this. So, in other words, uh, we can now that the price of uh, Layer Two DAO is at uh, a penny, um, we can go and create a liquidity pool with instead of only um, ten thousand dollars worth of um, tokens worth to buy that'll move the price a lot. We can basically 10x that we can uh, create a, a enough supply for people to come in and purchase those tokens without uh, creating uh, uh, slippage and uh, and what ends up happening is uh, we're also able to um, use these um, ranges to actually um, gain liquidity for the uh, for the project so as we provide these tokens uh, these tokens uh, are then exchanged for ethereum and then we can use that ethereum as support uh, for the token and, and really just customize and, and um, yeah, and then basically build support for projects um, by, by actively managing it. And that's, the, that's basically the service that we're providing. Um, we're going to be watching these uh, projects and as the supply and demand uh, economics change, we can um, very strategically, um, you know, use our uh, resources to make sure that um, we control the volatility uh, within reason and um, yeah, make it um, a lot more successful. And, and just to- Thanks, uh, that was yeah. a really, really a flow. Go ahead, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to finish off too. Like, I'm just super excited. You know, we got the new interfaces, we got the new bonding, and then, um, yeah, just from being in this community, um, you know, for the, it's only been a, three weeks now, it seems, and, um, there's just, there's just so much great things uh, going on. Just like Winston said, we've got um, really um, honest and, and really cool um, team members here. And it's really cool to have this opportunity to, to really actually help this, uh, this project grow. So I'm really looking forward to all the stuff we got.
Thanks a lot, Stephen. Really, uh, really appreciate you uh, giving that overview. And yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it blows my mind sometimes the the amount of talent that we have on the team, and it just kind of you know emerged organically from um, from the community. But it's like you know, we have people who have just incredible, you know, in some cases highly specialized and, and hard to find expertise in almost every area. Um, and I feel like you know we're in an environment where everyone is just you know, very um, able and willing to contribute, um, you know, to the the top of their abilities. And it's just very impressive um, to see, um, certainly. You know, so thank you, Stephen, for what you brought with uh, Unity 3. But uh, I also do want to introduce you guys to Carnations. So um, just as Stevens has been really, you know, leading and um, building the Unity 3 platform for Umami, um, Carnation has been... Um, taking a lead on on treasury asset deployment. So a lot of the uh, yields that you're going to be um, generating um, or, or receiving once you uh, marinate Umami, um, they will be through a mixture of, of Steven's um, LP deployments and the rewards he's, he's accumulating in fees, and then also Carney's um, you know, yield, you know, yield farm and other capital um, allocations from our treasury assets. So, Carney, why don't you uh, share a little bit about... Um, what, what you've been working on here at Umami and, and how you how you think about Umami's uh, treasury strategy. Yeah, hi everyone, uh, I'm Carney. So uh, I initially came on board to just sort of do treasury management, try to get the highest yield of some of our assets. And while being here, you know, I've talked and worked a lot with everyone on the team to come up with just overall, like where we differentiate ourselves from some of the other farming as a service platforms or yield generating platforms or investment DAOs. And I think where we're getting ourselves into is, you know, we really don't want to be gambling with the holder's money or the treasury. So what we're aiming for is solid yield. And we're doing it in a way we're doing bespoke strategies, customized strategies. So what I mean by that is we could always just keep everything in stable coins and just get whatever the current rate of stablecoin returns are, or we can do something a little more interesting. We can find other products that have more yield, but they're a little exposed to the market, and we can try to hedge that using, you know, shorts against particular assets, and we do it in a way where slightly exposed to the market, but very close to being delta neutral as much as possible, and we're getting yield on the upside, sorry, we're getting yield on the asset that is exposed to the market and we're also trying to earn yield through our hedging strategy so we're getting yield from both sides so instead of doing stable coins where you just get one yield this is another way we can get you know juiced up yields like both sides are higher than stable coin yields um, so we're being paid to do stuff which is what i really like to do um, and other strategies is instead of like other farming services where they just keep shifting their capital around we're trying to build partnerships and real collaborations with the other projects on arbitrum we're coming up with ideas about you know how we can work together with them umami has a great team of builders we have a lot of uh, funds in our treasury to deploy so we can build things like smart vaults that automatically help you harvest different rewards that for example um, auto compounders like beefy they don't touch because they're more focused just compounding um, LP pools. But there are other vaults and strategies out there in DeFi that we can build together as a single high-yield product that, um, yeah, it's going to be another source of revenue for Umami. So um, moving forward, we have several great ideas that we can't, we're not quite ready to share yet, but they're very exciting. We will be working with the other projects, some are multi-project collaborations, and what they're going to do is to open up a new source of investment opportunities for the rest of y'all. And yeah, I'm really excited to see where that's heading. And um, of course, if you have any specific questions about what Umami is doing and how exactly we're doing this, feel free to contact me anytime. Most of our stuff is very open. You can check our wallet addresses. We have um, 
yeah, our deployments are public, so all those you can see and verify for yourself. Great, thanks so much, um, and you know, really happy that um, both Stephen and Carney had a chance to. To, to introduce themselves and, and communicate with you guys. And I think um, we really want to keep that dialogue going because as you can see, um, there is, you know, we have some really big brain and talented folks um, leading Mommy. Um, there are some other uh, team members that I really want you guys to meet as well. Um, they just are not in a position to share right now, but um, they are on the call um, and so you will be you will be talking to you know multiple other uh, members of the Mommy team very soon. Um, so with that, why don't we turn it over to the community? Really look forward to you know hearing um, your thoughts and answering any questions that you have. I know you guys have questions because we've we've dropped a lot of. Uh, a lot of announcements, so uh, don't be shy. JD Tiger, um, please, uh, yeah, what, what's on your mind? Hey guys, um, appreciate you guys having a bunch of these AMAs. Um, as someone that's very involved in the, the finance world, typically from a um, non-DeFi, from um, from the you know stock market and um, the traditional finance world, trying to step into the DeFi world, um, these have been extremely helpful, so appreciate you guys for, for doing this. Um, I, I've also been involved in Umami since uh, C2O. Uh, kind of bit the bullet on the way down, but believe in this group. Um, I, I know how smart some of the people are. Um, one of my, my close friends is Mr. Grappa Pants, and um, I know how, how incredibly talented he is individually. And the fact that he's on the team now is uh, extremely bullish to me just in general. Um, with that being said, as a member of the community that's looking to get more involved and is also heavily involved in um, the finance world throughout my my own employment as well as just in personal practice, um, I'm just looking for different ways for the community to get involved. Um, so whether that be involved in um, different parts of um, new feedback as well as um, actually getting involved in some part of the project itself, how does the community get towards that um, if they're interested and I'll leave it at that yeah that's a fantastic question and there are a lot of different paths to getting involved in you first of all um, don't hesitate just to DM you know either on Twitter um, or on discord any of us I mean you've met you know three of us um, just today and you know if you follow us on discord you you know you know quite a few of our other folks it sounds like you're already um, you know, good friends with Grumpy Pants. So, yeah, I mean, reaching out directly is always an option. We have a very uh, lively, smart chat in Discord that people are always participating in. Um, I know that I have you know, gotten to know some folks um, through either sort of uh, really, really insightful comments in Discord or threads on Twitter and, you know, started developing kind of organically a real, you know, team working relationship with them. Um, so, you know, that's very much an option as well. Um, and, you know, we have some really good community moderators who, you know, are probably the most accessible, you know, basically any time to start vibing with. You know, Grumpy Pants is one. Um, you know, Julian has, has always led the, uh, the mod team. Um, we have, you know, a, a good number of folks, and you'll see our mod team active. Um, in in the Discord uh, channel, so you can you can connect with them. But uh, as time goes on, I think we're going to see sort of more active opportunities. You know, as, as Winston Wolf was saying, we want to build um, we want to build active involvement um, into the experience of being you know an umami holder and and part of the community to a greater degree because we're we really like you guys. We're always so impressed with the brain power and the creativity, and I think we want to start creating a platform that can really be, um, you know, provide a home for that. And, you know, people can, um, as, as, a, as a few folks in this call have alluded to, you know, we see ourselves being a platform where, you know, people on Arbitrum with great ideas can come and build their own, um, 
build their own sort of dream job with Umami if they have a you know particular strong interest and they you know they want to build a certain type of platform, but maybe you know they have the ideas and the connections, but they need dev support or capital. I mean, you know, reach out and we're we're just going to continue to grow in the treasury and you know building new things. So um, now now is the time to get in on the ground floor. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Absolutely does. Yeah, appreciate it. Like I said, definitely looking for new opportunities at all times. Um, you know, obviously, um, there's a reason that a lot of us have stayed through through all the price decreases, and um, definitely very excited about the prognosis of just how the team is is advancing in some of the stuff. So, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. Definitely keep doing these AMAs. They they're extremely helpful, especially for us that that can't stay involved. 24 7 in some of these projects so definitely definitely appreciate it yep appreciate you too and uh you know what i can assure you of um you know, i shared this um i'll just share something more on a personal note for me i um submitted my resignation for my full-time uh trad job that i've been at for most of my um career today um so i'm going to be here you know full-time only among no other projects it's what i do um so this these weekly amas you know if the only time we would not do an AMA is if we were doing some other podcast that week that will cover the same material, maybe with a partner project. But other than that, you know, we will have the AMAs every week. Um, we will be having podcasts um, or Twitter spaces every single week and fielding questions from the community. We'll be providing other um, forms of update as well. So we are going to keep you um, very looped in with what we're doing. Um, with that, I see... Uh, See Josh, um, a friend of ours from uh, Tracer Dow, one of our one of our partner projects. Um, you know, a team we really like. So let me bring you on. Hey, Josh. So, uh, yeah, what's what's on your mind? How's it going? Uh, huge fan of what y'all are doing. I think you actually have one of the uh, most engaged, well thought out treasury diversification strategies I've seen in crypto period. So that's pretty, pretty cool for mommy hodlers. Uh, I've checked out the app and, and been in the discord, love the community vibes. I'm from tracer. Um, and we're working with the mommy team on just some Arbitrum collaborations, uh, and at a high level. Uh, Tracer just helps other protocols and people hedge risk, and uh, I think we found kind of a, a good mutual, uh, you know, point of collaboration there, uh, DeFi Alpha. So really excited to help grow the Umami ecosystem and be part of it uh, as well. So yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for uh, for hopping up, and uh, yeah, I think I, I did a. Uh... This was sort of not directly between our two projects, but Josh and I did a podcast together um, a few weeks back. But I think um, you know we would love we did a our first um, Arbitrum Insider podcast episode yesterday with uh, Layer Two DAO, and you know we're sort of throwing the idea around. We'd love to uh, kind of just dive in and you know share more about Tracer with the community because we we think you guys are awesome and building some really great stuff, and it's. You know, it's projects like Tracer that get us excited about Arbitrum. Um, we just have, you know, already, even though we're still, you know, small, growing networks, some real flagship projects. Some of them are already, you know, hundreds of millions of market capitalization in tokens, um, but some, you know, are not yet fully recognized by the market, but just building wildly cool things. So, yeah, good to uh, good to hear from you, and look forward to chatting more. Yeah, that was a, a great pod or a great Twitter spaces we had done. Uh, the premise of uh, the, the podcast is called DGen Responsibly. It's actually here on Twitter. So just Google DGen Responsibly or sorry, yeah, search it on Twitter. But the whole premise is to help people learn about products that are safer to use and uh, learn about strategies that have normally only been accessible to um really sophisticated people and so we just kind of talk about them and how people can <clears throat> get involved with certain uh different communities that are you know helping us all uh, navigate DeFi, especially as a lot of new people um so yeah you know really uh 
a, a pretty good community space. It's not central to any specific project. It's kind of project agnostic, and we're looking for contributors from everyone, and uh, Mommy being one of those supporters. So, yeah, really, really cool to have a community DeFi kind of learning or financial education space. Yeah, likewise. Um, really, really agree with uh, with what you're saying, and, and thanks again for hopping on. It's just uh, it's cool to hear from you. Um, I saw one thing I just wanted to flag. I saw a question from Keep on the AMA questions and chat in our Discord, and then I should have done a plug for that um, before launching into this call. That um, you know anyone who doesn't want to voice docs um, or just can't speak can always write in our AMA questions and chat. Um, channel um, at the top of the Umami Finance Discord on the on the welcome um, under welcome. So their question keeps question is is there any consideration for using Umami from the Treasury for bonding instead of printing new Umami? Bonding could be on when prices up and off when prices down while prices down. B three strategies could accelerate more accumulate more Umami be to be pulled from liquidity. And then put up for it, and then put up for bonding again when prices back up. So he's talking about integrating the uh, you know V three Uniswap strategy um, that Stephen T leads with the uh, bonding strategy, and you know kind of toggling bonding on and off based on you know performance of Umami. A lot of those features are things that are built in, and there's a few other things that I just want to clarify. Um, so actually. If, uh, well, Intrepid, um, who is a community member and also someone who helps um, you know, the team um, quite a bit, he, he was on, it looks like he had to hop, but he built for us a very sophisticated analysis of um, bonding you know, by Umami in different scenarios, um, different levels of bonding discounts, um, different you know, price points for Umami relative to Treasury value per umami which is the metric that we use um, as well as different levels of performance by our treasury so the amount of yield that we're getting so so we have you know with all these different model scenarios we have a pretty good sense of how we're going to perform in different circumstances so i just want to walk um i'm just going to use this as an opportunity to kind of answer keeps questions but address some, some broader issues as well so first of all um just kind of a technical point but it's actually quite important because i just want everyone to um I want everyone to understand what we're trying to communicate with our treasury dashboard, and I want um, to be transparent. There's really nothing, you know, at all that we are not open about. But you know, can, you know I can also see how certain things could be confusing. So this is a good opportunity to get out ahead of that before we launch bonding. Um, I want to be clear that we the a few things going going forward. When we calculate treasury backing per umami, we're going to calculate that based on circulating supply. There's a couple reasons for that. Um, and what I will flag is that we actually had an overly liberal definition of circulating supply when we updated the dashboard last week. We're doing a dashboard update on Friday and um, you know, later today. And you will see um, some new, um, some new figures, and they're going to look. Um, some of them are going to look quite bullish compared to what you were seeing, um, you know, for the past week. And and there are a variety of reasons for that. We have grown the treasury because we struck some partnership deals. We had um, some OTC investment into the treasury, so that's part of what's driven the treasury growth. But um, part of it is also that we had to take a closer look at circulating supply um, and, and really understand. You know what? What are we trying to convey when we say treasury value per umami, which is one of our central dashboard metrics? Um, and so what we what we concluded really is that you know once this this marinate v two product launches, which is going to be imminent um, Sunday, as I said, we really only care. You know, from a shareholder's perspective, or from a, from a holder's perspective, we only care about um, counting the umami that at least you know are theoretically could be marinated or, you know, at least if we're talking about sort of team comp that might be vested, um, it might, you know, it's still in outside wallets. And so once it vests, um, you know, it could be, could be marinated and, 
um, that that matters because it's really you know the number of umami being marinated that determines um, you know how many different ways the the pie, if you will, of treasury yield is going to get split up um, within the community. And so I'm, I'm offering all that because um, the umami tokens that are in our treasury are not um, part of circulating supply. And it's important to remember that umami, um, it doesn't have a cap built in on emissions. It doesn't have a max total supply um, because we're geared just to you know, potentially you know, continue to grow with, with Arbitrum as long as we're bonding at a valuation, you know, at a discount that is, you know, value generating for existing holders. There's no reason not to keep bonding. So we wouldn't build a cap um, on umami emissions for that reason. But, you know, of course, um, those, those emissions are still going to be only in exchange for value generating capital. Um, we're not a rebase token at all. Um, but point being, if we can burn and mint umami, freely the umami sitting in the treasury at any given time it's just kind of there because we haven't bothered to burn it and we haven't bothered to mint more so it is what it is and that makes sense because sometimes you know we want to zap a few umami for a you know someone's comp or for a treasury swap but you know it, it's quite arbitrary is what i'm saying if it, if it isn't you know a holder's wallet it's very much part of circulating supply we're actually having an internal discussion now about whether we should count umami in the lp as circulating supply, we do at the moment, um, but we could choose not to and just choose to count the umami that has been purchased from the LP by someone um, and enter circulating supply that way. That's another option. So, you know, point being, you know, we're not going to necessarily do exactly what keep is suggesting here um, because it doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter in terms of the underlying tokenomics of umami, and it doesn't matter um, even for our own metrics uh, which tracks circulating supply so that being said though you know this other concept of using v3 to kind of buy back umami when it is inexpensive and you know then to do bonding when the price is back up i mean hell yeah those are things we do um and we are going to do we love honestly like when when steven set up um you know, our Uni V3 LP for the first time, I remember it was a couple of days into trading, new LP. So of course there was some exit, you know, sell pressure because, um, you know, some people did want to use the new LP as, as exit liquidity because um, it does have that benefit of less slippage concentrated liquidity. So we saw, you know, some big sells go through and, you know, of course we're sort of socialized with the thing that's something to be nervous about. And then I was talking, I remember talking with Steve and we realized, wait, this is like, this is fantastic because we're buying back um, umami at, at half of you know net asset value of treasury value per umami, which means that every holder is seeing their claim on the treasury increase by quite a bit, right? It was you know, so whenever price is down um, low enough, like you know, please if you want to you know if you want to exit and you know you want to do so in a way that supports the community, please do you know sell into the LP at a low. Um, price per umami um, because that will you know reduce circulating supply and make everyone else much better off and uh, yeah yeah, yeah. So, I just wanted to um, I just wanted to add to that too just to kind of simplify it the way I look at it is you know the, um, the umami in our treasury is not being used you know to take away yield from the community so um, to, to look at the amount of, of umami in our in our treasury it's not uh, not really relevant like as you were saying and and just um, as you alluded, you know, yeah, exactly. When, when we got um, got some sold um, into, what we're able to do is basically, uh, yeah, accumulate super cheap umami and then um, take it off the market to add value to the community. And if you look back, that's exactly what we did. Um, when we do have sell-offs, we um, we can actually add more um, Ethereum. We have a very um, strategic uh, plan to um, make the uh, to, to make it a very solid um, trading. Uh, token. So uh, there is a, a lot of strategy uh, behind what we're doing, and um, it, it is uh, always going to benefit the community. Yeah, thank you, Stephen. You uh, you put it much more concisely than I did, but that's that's exactly the point. So, anyways, hope that answers that question. Does anyone else um, have anything they want to ask us? 
you know, I'm going to ask, does anyone have questions about the Arby's Umami integration or the tokenomics? I spent a lot of time thinking about how um, to structure that and how to present it. So I was curious if people had questions. Hey there. I can, yeah. Um, would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I just had like a very kind of vague but and, and general question. Uh, so obviously you guys are doing really great things the, with the new tokenomics and the <laughs> treasury investments, everything. Um, and then at the same time, it's almost like Arbitrum as a whole is still sort of under the radar. And I, I don't actually personally expect that to last because it's so solid. There's great things being built on it. And I'm kind of just wondering with the new tokenomics and the new model, what the relationship to new buyers would be like, does it not even matter as much? <laughs> to new buyers, um, I, I need to parse that slightly. Yeah, for, for, um, for Umami, like buying the Umami token, like, like obviously there's a... Right. Just as a retail investor, you mean through our LP um, or like through a structured OTC? To, to put the question differently, it's like some projects are completely, uh, it matters a lot to bring new buyers in and I get a completely different vibe from here. But I'm wondering if like what you guys are doing on the back end sort of like displaces that dynamic. Um, okay, that's a very interesting question. So I'll, I'll share some thoughts. Um, and you know, if anyone else um, on the team wants to chime in, um, I'd be curious to hear their views as well. But when we say, you know, when we talk about new buyers, um, I do want to draw some distinctions because there are actually different ways to enter into Umami. Um, one is through our Uniswap V3LP, in other words, market buying Umami. Um, so that, you know, that's how most retail investors, most uh, holders have entered, um, you know, would enter Umami right now at least. Um, but there are other mechanisms, you know, we are... We've had some conversations about raising liquidity through, you know, raising capital, the treasury through an OTC um, capital infusion. That is a different structure. They're not using the LP. They're not buying it on the market. They would be putting capital directly into the treasury sort of manually um, with, you know, cooperation from us um, on the team. And then they would be receiving Umami from the treasury. Um, and that's an important distinction because an OTC transaction does increase circulating supply, right? It could potentially be dilutive depending on where Umami is trading and then if there's a discount to where it's trading. Um, and then bonding, of course, is the final way that people will be entering um, Umami, so at least, at least in the immediate future, um, which is similar to OTC in the sense that it leads to new emissions of Umami and brings capital to the treasury. It's just uh, you know an automated you know click, click a button and you bond structure. Um, and we're going to launch that in a few weeks. So I'm going to answer your question by breaking that down a little bit. You know, may, I, I think one key thing is that our tokenomics are so grounded. They are so measurable. Um, this is like the furthest thing from a sort of pump and dump or moon coin type of project, which I think everyone here knows at this point you can actually model the value of, of one umami token which is pretty wild um for you know this space but you know that so we we don't need to try nothing about us is based on oh let's get a lot of excitement and then you know drop a bunch of tokens from you know older holders onto new holders and that's how they cash out we're not interested in that i i actually don't under our view right now is it does not make any sense to sell umami because it is trading below treasury value per umami trading below net asset value um and so it's simply worth more um to hold it and you know so we're not really trying to sort of you know arrange any kind of um exits in that sense um, we just want to see the price get back up to where it belongs um obviously to get there we do need buyers um and the more that you know people buy and this is something where i might you know if uh, steven might will be able to speak to this you know more eloquently than myself but we do want to you know encourage people to buy that into the project we can only welcome new community members but in doing so 
it will help you know support uh, it'll create buy pressure that will help close that arbitrage gap between the current trading price of umami and its net asset value so of course we want that because that's where you know the price belongs is at or above uh, net asset value with you know bonding and OTC sort of a simple answer there if we can raise capital from a bonder or an OTC investor in a way that is non-dilutive, meaning that the value generated from that capital raise will exceed whatever discount we're giving that that individual um, because we have some great way to deploy it, which we do. Um, then you know, then we want we invite that. In fact, that's critical to our model. Um, we think that Arbitrum needs more liquidity. We're going to actively onboard it. And we're going to become the number one um, protocol-owned liquidity project on Arbitrum with you know, tens of millions in treasury assets, and we're going to deploy that around the network. So we care very much about you know, raising capital through that way, but we also are extremely disciplined about how we do it. Um, and for that reason, you know, we, we will only do it when we can do it non-dilutively, which then goes back to why we do want to see that arbitrage gap between trading price for umami and that asset value close up so that we can start bonding. Um, so those are high-level thoughts. Stephen, do you want to add anything uh, since you structured the LP? And I know we had a lot of discussions about these dynamics when you did that. Yeah, um, you summed it up pretty well, but it's just simply that, um, you know, the way it's, it's set up right now, we just simply um, just lowered the amount of supply on the market similar to... Um, to how we want to support the, the price at um, at lower at lower levels, we also want to um, we want to encourage the price to go higher to where where it, where it needs to be. And um, the, it's a much more uh, better um, deal for the current holders um, if there's not as much supply on the market. Um, so they basically get um, a bigger sh uh, share of the pie. And if um, somebody wants to come in and, and get some of that yield. Um, they'll have to just pay a higher, more fair price. So um, this is kind of yeah. uh, our way of rewarding people who have been here the longest and, and not to dilute them. So, um, you know, unfortunately you might see there's a, a certain amount of slippage right now. Um, this is all on purpose and controllable um, until we, um, until, until uh, our plans are basically completely um, shown here. Um, not going to go into too much more about that, but it's just a pretty simple example. Yeah, and then yeah, thank thank you for sharing that, Stephen. I mean, I think it's it's good for people to understand just so that they know if they're seeing any slippage um, moving in and out at a particular price. As Stephen said, it's not because we lack liquidity. It's it's unit V three. We can provide incredible amounts of concentrated liquidity at a given price if we want it. Um, we're not providing liquidity at a certain price because it's just not a reasonable price to see mommy you know trading at for a sustained period of time. So that's not where Stephen's building his. Uh, is you know liquidity supports um, when he structures these pools. Um, so do you have do you have any other questions, uh, speaker? Simple. See. Uh, no, not really. No. Um, and your answers were really in depth. So I appreciate that. Um, yes. It's just like a tricky kind of question that you know. It's just wanted to throw it out there anyway. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's like this is probably a number one project. Like I have a a friend's. He, he, you know, like he buys. All, random altcoins on Coinbase, Coinbase Pro, and it's like I kind of this would be the number one thing if I was able to set something up for him. But then uh, I don't know where I was going with that. But it's like it's mm -hmm. like I I support it, and it's just like I want more people to yeah. see where this project is coming from. So yeah, yeah, it's super undervalued. There's there's a lot of value here, and um, I, we're definitely still seems like we're under the radar somewhat. I mean, obviously um, being on Arbitrum Network. Um, but uh, yeah, I agree. There's there's definitely a lot of value here with the with the whole dividends thing because I'm in the same situation where I have a, a relative who's looking to get into crypto and it's like, where do I put the money? And if you can get something that's stable and they can create yield, um, and then you don't have to worry about that. Oh, the price went down fifty percent. Um, you know, the fact that we have treasury assets to back our price uh, makes it super solid option. Yeah. I, I agree. I've actually had conversations, um, you know, with close friends and family where, you know, I have started, um, I, I have started recommending Umami and that's because um, it's not just bio, you know, I'm not showing it because I'm project lead. It's that after revamping the tokenomics, it, you know, I think one can say with a fair 
level of precision that it is trading at an arbitrage right now, that it is trading below a measurable, provable true value floor, which would be net asset value, um, and so or, or very close to it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, so with that, is there anyone else who wants, we're, we're at two o'clock, I don't want to keep you guys too much over, but if anyone has any other questions, um, more than happy to address them. And let me check the uh, Discord AMA questions as well. Um, when do you plan on deploying Arby's Umami LP is, is popping up? So, <laughs> well, <laughs> Stephen and I have been discussing that today. Um, and yeah, <laughs> you, you can say more than me, but I think short answer is this next week. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's leave it at that. <laughs> yep. Um, Anything else? I'm just going to give it one minute um, for anyone to type anything or choose to raise their hand. And also, actually, just I'm thinking aloud on the Arby's Umami LP issue. Um, you know, people have advised against that in the past with the view that that's going to provide that Arby's currently lacks liquidity, so if you build an LP, um, that that's going to provide excellent liquidity to Arby's, which would then lead to it dumping onto Umami and then a dumping of Umami. Um, and what we will say on that is that is the whole point of why, you know, uh, we do what we do, and then Stephen is is doing what he does, which is active management of the LP. So I don't know if you have any thoughts, Stephen, but... Yeah, no, we definitely have a plan, and... Uh, simply, it's just to scale, uh, scale in the liquidity. So um, just as we had um, large sell-offs into our initial uh, V3 launch um, for the Umami token, uh, we can easily uh, we can easily counteract any um, malicious activity um, just by scaling in and, and having a strategic um, strategic liquidity uh, placement. And like I said, this is something you can't do with a, a normal. Um, V2 or sushi swap. So it really gives us a lot of flexibility. Exactly. And um, that's also why we are able to provide liquidity for very new projects like uh, Layer 2 DAO, um, because they had almost, they had very little trading liquidity. And sometimes that can be, you know, a concern with a new project, low liquidity, especially following an airdrop, um, that there could be a, you know, as soon as you create a liquidity, people dump into it. Um, but again, because of what can be done with V3, we can manage that and sort of strategically um, work our way up to a stable trading price. Um, so I, I think, Steve, I, I think we've covered that at this point, though, with people, yeah. unless you want to add more. Yeah, yeah. Nope, okay. That's right. All right, um, great. So yeah, I mean, we can wrap up. Uh, just for people who came on late, uh, I just want to recap very quickly. Um, go on our Medium blog. Um, you can go to the announcements page, um, the, the announcements channel on our Discord, um, and you'll see some of our recent Medium blog posts. You can go on Umami Finance or Arby's Finance uh, Twitter accounts, read some of the posts there. I'm recommending that because we really just had a lot of substantive announcements um, in the past week. Um, and to recap, we launched a Uniswap V3 uh, management platform for Umami that is already um, led to a partnership with Layer 2 DAO that has been very value generating for us. Um, and we have also um, announced a much deeper integration of Arby's Finance and Umami um, that is going to lead to you know, significantly higher staking um, you know, fees, reward fee, fees for staked Arby's, so higher returns for staked Arby's and more fees coming into the Umami Finance Treasury for marinators. So, you know, three big announcements in one week. Um, read up if you're curious on the blog. We go into great detail um, and always happy to answer questions. And then the other thing that I just really want to flag for people is that Marinate launches this Sunday at long last. We've got OX Toki. He is not with us because he is in Australia. So this is the middle of the night for him. But he um, has been working very hard um, very well, just real building beautiful, high quality, um, you know, product, uh, the Marinate V2. 
that is now ready to launch. We're just finalizing the front end, and you will be able to take your existing umami if you have it, or buy umami on Uniswap v3, and stake in exchange for wrapped ETH payouts every month tied to the yield on the treasury. And that could be, um, it would be about 50, I, I, I think I misspoke earlier, it would be 50% um, APR on umami based on umami's approximate current trading price, 50% wrapped ETH payout APR. I think I said 100 earlier, um, but it's 50. So with that, I think uh, let's call it a wrap. Really appreciate all of you guys for joining, and we will talk again next week.